Welcome everyone to the third episode of the series of the Big Idea Podcast. Today's episode is named Tell Me a Story and today we have a very special guest who's been in the production side of the advertising industry and I'm sure I'm going to butcher her <laughs> name so I'm going to let her introduce herself. Please welcome everyone to our guest of today, Audrey. Audrey, could you please tell us your full name? Absolutely. My name is Audrey Laskauskas. First of all, thank you for your time. Second, you've been in the industry for over four years now. Ah, has that been that long? <laughs> and something that we have to have in mind is that when you come to Boca, is that you're going to be either an art director, a copywriter, or an accountant. So could you please tell us how do you land in the production side of advertising, since that's something that we're not instructed about, or we're at least not told so much about? Yeah, it's, it's super funny. I originally went to Humber with the intention of, like, being an art director and then that evolved into a copywriter and then um, at the time a sort of a natural fit for me was on the account side um, and I found myself uh, being in that role for projects um, as you know it's a super collaborative program so my role usually fell into into the account side of things um, and then it wasn't until our third year uh, where we had a guest speaker by the name of Raj Dillon, um, and she is a line producer and an agency producer in Toronto. And she came in um, as a guest speaker and she was talking about production and how it's fast paced and you get to put fires out and solve problems and collaborate with the creative team. And I was I just remember being on the edge of my seat the whole time, just drooling at the mouth, being like, oh my gosh, like that sounds incredible. Is exactly what I want um, to do. Uh, right after she was done uh, speaking, I <laughs> booked it to the front of the and uh, to, like pick her brain. We shadow her on a job that she was doing. Um, I forget what agency it was out of, but it was for video where they were around the holidays, painting um, for alcoholic beverages and how it can still be a really wonderful time and experience and shadow her at this uh, pop-up event and just just see collaborated with the creatives and and the director and the cinematographer there I was just immediately in love with the process um, so turned my attention from looking for an accounts internship to uh, production um, where I was introduced to Julia Morris through our um, portfolio show oh my gosh I'm losing losing my words um and then landed my first internship at DVB as a production intern that um snowballed into the production coordinator there so that's kind of how I fell out of accounts and into production so Audrey I see that you started Mosaic as a digital account inter helping to find influencers for the right campaign so how did that help you to build your portfolio and your experience and your roster of contacts and, and becoming a, a producer in the end. So how all that those experiences help you to get where you are right now? Yeah, so my between, um, I think it was third and fourth year, maybe it was second and third. I think it was between second and third um, during the summer, I had an accounts internship at Mosaic where I was on the internal team um, on the account side. And the majority of the work that I was doing was putting together decks for, for influencer. We worked um, for to find like ambassadors for the brands that we that we worked with. So it was my job to just do like do research and find people's Instagrams, understand their following, um, what kind of engagement they had and kind of put that together in a deck. 
um, I don't think it was the right fit for me. So after I was introduced to Raj and, and understanding what production was and then going to DDB where I was the production coordinator and we did um, both like internal, I was working with a woman named Marley who was a photographer at the time and her and I had tried to collaborate to make like an internal um, studio where we would do like photography. At the time we were doing social for McDonald's. So I kind of, at, at least on the agency side, I felt very fortunate in that like my first day, uh, Lori Zuer, one of the producers took me to an audio session that they were doing for Cialis. Um, so I got to see what a voiceover actor did and what everyone in the studio was in charge of, like a, um, a, a VO producer and understanding how to direct someone to to get the right tone in the pitch. So I got to see all these different avenues on the agency side and understand how internally production and creatives collaborate there, which has been really helpful now that I'm on the production side and at director's rep. Um, I really understand how everything internally works at an agency because I've been boots on the ground, that person. And thanks to those relationships that I've built, I've been able to do like passion projects outside of, of agencies so I can still um, keep that muscle um, fit. <laughs> no, that that's a great insight. I mean, and staying creative and staying active is like the most important part of our jobs, right? So keeping that same line of thought, I would like to ask you, how do you manage to keep time and, and give time to yourself and, you know, make a healthy work-life uh, balance out of, you know, this hectic industry that we live in or we chose to be in? Yeah, um, finding balance is definitely a challenge that I'm still figuring out. I think the wonderful part of working in advertising is that you get to pull creativity from so many different um, avenues. And I think it's really important to have... Um, outside hobbies that still live in the creative world that you can bring those practices back to to the office. But the wonderful thing about advertising is that you can pull references and inspiration from films. So even going to the movies, it, it can be relaxing and nice just to escape. But at the same time, you're getting to see content and um, kind of putting them in your memory bank for, for brainstorming sessions later. And um, I think with the pandemic going on, people have been able to, to step back and really dive into some old hobbies like knitting or painting or uh, like getting into designing if you're if you're a writer. I think the pandemic and, and having that lockdown has been nice for people to kind of rekindle those hobbies. So finding that sort of passion outside of work, I think, is really important. And um, like for me, I know when I head into work, I, I break out my day and understand what I need to get done hour by hour. And I think that is really helpful in terms of finding balance where, um, you know, there's a saying that sometimes you won't ha ever have lunch. You'll work from nine to five or nine till midnight and never having taken a break. But I'm trying really hard to take that hour in the middle of the day to step back, whether it's to go for a walk um, or to call my grandma or call a friend and make sure that you're getting that separation from work so that you can be recharged, even if it's just in the middle of the day, you know, provided that there's not hectic deadlines to meet. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So I just wanted to like uh, elaborate more on, on your role and and how has it been affected for the pandemic? Like, what was it before? And and how is it now that you, like, we're going through this and f possibly we're going to just go back to normal. Like, if, if that's what we're going to call it in the future. Like, how was your, your day today before we went into lockdown and all of that? And how do you expect to be now that we're going to hopefully come back to offices and all of that mm -hmm. jazz? So before the pandemic, my job... Um, 
was very social. I um, am working to be um, like a like a creative database. Um, so I want to be the person that creatives go to when they're trying to find like a reference spot or or pull some new inspiration or see what new work is out there. I I'm trying to be the person that they can turn to and and be like, hey, like I just saw the new Eans Ponjul spot. Like, have you seen something that has that much like VFX and imaginative um, cinematography to it? Like, have you seen anything along those lines that I can use as a reference? Like, I would love to be that person, and that's what I was building towards probably more so during the pandemic because I had uh, more time instead of, you know, going out to meet a creative for coffee and, you know, trying to brainstorm and understand what they're working on and how I could help. It was more time at home to do a lot more researching and, and deep diving and trying to build a little more substance to, to what I'm bringing to the table. So before the pandemic, I feel like the time that I would allocate to, to going to meet people in person, I changed it to what can I learn and what sort of, um, creative pieces can I find during this time? And now that we're coming out of the pandemic, it's it's really exciting. I think teams are are looking forward to getting back in in in-person meetings because I think the one thing about advertising, it's it's super collaborative and it, there's something wonderful about being able to to look to your left and your right and have some maybe have a creative director that you can go talk to for 10 minutes or you know help an intern with with a project that they're working on. There's something wonderful about the office space and collaboration that I'm really excited uh, for us to kind of get back into. But I think a lot of, I think a lot of people have found something positive um, coming out of the pandemic in terms of the time that they've get, got to invest in their craft. Just to keep the same line of thought and the same the same idea just to elaborate a little bit more, could you tell us more of your role as a director's rep? Like I I guess that you're eh, like working with rosters of creatives mm -hmm. and, and you know, trying to get the right person for the right gig, but could you tell us more what you do and, and like as a producer that you are could you just give us more of an insight how those two blend together? Totally. So, um, so I don't, I only do passion projects on the producing side of things now. So, um, I, I get to work with producers and try to understand, um, what their, what their script is trying to communicate. If they're looking for someone with a really strong background in art direction, or, um, are they looking for someone who's really strong at physical comedy directing? Um, so getting to, to figure out what right questions to ask them to help me give them the best solution is, is sort of what I'm doing as, as a director's rep and really trying to give them, um, someone that's going to give them like the holy fuck wow like we're on set and we're making this amazing spot you want you want to to constantly be like raising the bar of of what we're bringing to the table and what we're putting on screen like advertising is such an important role in terms of our culture and and how how we see the world and how we see ourselves that um i think you know understanding what's going on around you and what are some trends that are happening in the market is really important to know um and to I want to be able to speak to creative on a creative level um, and know what kind of language they're looking for and what kind of visuals inspire them. Now that you mentioned creating something about a perfect spot, mm -hmm. uh, we found that you were kind of a uh, fond remembering of finding a shark head for a shoot in Toronto, like an animatronic <laughs> yes. shark head. How did that come about and oh. how did that like, you know, make part of creating the right spot for the campaign and how was the right fit for like what was needed and how did that come about like we're in Toronto like it's not that easy to you know come and find a, a shark for sure so that that was one of my first um 
Maybe not one of my first bidding jobs. So when I when I came to Cineva, I originally started as a bidding producer. Um, so talk about going into a role and not knowing anything. I kind of came from the, the agency side of production where, you know, I understood what a copywriter was. I understood what an art director was. I understood what a creative director was and what their roles were to contribute to like the final script or uh, whatever piece you're working on. But then I went to the production side of things and had to understand what a cinematographer was, what a grip and a gaffer was, and was like, Oh my goodness like there's there's this whole other world out there which i think is really wonderful when you kind of switch up what companies you you go for and what industry you're in because there are so many amazing creative roles that are out there um that i don't think you really get to know about until you're on that side um so when i was a bidding producer and, and learning that i was the the job that i was talking about that was from one of our directors mike mcguire who is a hilarious human being um and his goal for the script um out of giants and gentlemen was to have an actual shark head. Um, so he didn't want to do it in post. He wanted it to be to be live action. He thought that it would elevate the jokes that they're they're wanting to communicate. So when that's said, it's like, okay, well now let's find an animatronic shark head. I cold calling, if if I ever need to to do that again, I I learned that skill quickly on that job because I was calling museums in in South Africa, in Australia, I was calling the ROM, zoos, anywhere where I thought a shark could exist. Um, because we didn't have, there wasn't a prop house in Toronto that had an animatronic shark that would that would fit the need. Like there was um, like some puppets, but we wanted something that kind of looked real, but you know, you could tell that it, it wasn't done in post. So um, calling, emailing, asking questions and that that helps because you talk to one person who works in the art department and they're like, no, I don't have that, but have you heard of this house in like in, in New York? Um, so I, I called everyone around the globe, like South Africa, Australia, LA, um, trying to find a shark head. And I ended up finding one out in Vancouver, which yay. <laughs> um, so we ended up shipping this like a hundred pound shark head from Vancouver to, to Canada. And um, had a puppeteering team on on either side of it directing its mouth um, for Fisherman's Friend, and that was that was so exciting to walk on set and to see the shark <laughs> that I had spent hours trying to to track down. It was a really wonderful wonderful problem solving moment. No, you just mentioned like there's a difference between a producer in a in an agency for and sure. a producer in a in a short film or in a in a spot like in an ad. Could you just tell us like what's the difference and and what's like a key term mm -hmm. or like key thing that that will blend those teams together mm -hmm. and make it make it work? Like, how do you come to create the perfect ad spot? Like, what's the key ingredient in in that recipe? Mm -hmm. For sure. So the collaboration is super important in that in that role. Basically, the agency producer is representing the creative team and the client, and the line producer um, is making sure that everything is set up for success, it runs smoothly, that the director's vision is able to come to life because at some point uh, during that process, the director and the creative team um, and both producers will have gotten together and, and gone through the script and understood um, what they're bringing to the table, what they're bringing to set, what kind of equipment, how they're going to accomplish the shot, um, what what wardrobe's gonna look like, who, who have they casted and they'll have, um, a meeting to kind of go over everything that that they need to accomplish on on the shoot day. So the line producer, you know, has a PM, has a coordinator, um, and at some point there would have been a DP that's brought on, or cinematographer. Um, I, I like it's it's kind of like a mini film set. 
Um, everyone's there trying to, to tell a story in 30 seconds to a minute. Um, and everyone has a really important role in making that happen, um, whether it's um, a set design and, and trying to figure out how to make a house look a certain way. Um, like I, I'd say collaboration is probably the, the big buzzword that we're looking for here, where everyone is bringing a really specific skill and talent to the table. And at the end, it gets to snowball into something really wonderful. Another special detail of your career would be like the, the campaign for Crime Stoppers. Just could, could you tell us a little bit more about that, that time and how did that campaign come about? Because, you know, it, it's a very big thing trying to fight human trafficking. And like, that's something really special. Could you just tell us a little more about that? Uh, yes. That was, that was a nut, that campaign will always be like near and dear to my heart. That was something that was uh, really special um, at that. So that was when I was a production coordinator at DDB. Um, and at the time, I believe they still have them as a client, but Crime Stoppers, um, every year they would do a, a campaign and all the teams at the agency would get to pitch and idea um, to help solve a problem that that they were looking to to shed some light on and that year it was human trafficking um, so uh, a team that we refer to as VNB Vanessa and Victoria um, had come up with a concept of Hotel de Jeunesse which was um, going to be set up as a fake hotel website um, but the deeper you got into it the more you learned about human trafficking and, and the media buyers did an incredible job where at the end of the campaign we had, at the time like Instagram was, um, well, it's, I guess Instagram still is really popular, but at the time, you know, we had um, like bought ads in the Toronto area so that if you were looking for a hotel, this hotel dejanist would come up. Um, and that was a campaign where I believe our budget was like $5,000 um to to pull this off so between like buying a domain name and and working with the de the dev team at, at ddb we went and shot original content at one of the account executives apartment and all our prop designs like all our all our props for set were from winners because i knew that we could return them um so we made sure that like all the price tags were either like on the bottom of the lamp or beside so that's how we it's, it's it was a great trick it was brilliant where you know we bought you know, $300 worth of, of, of props and we got to return $300 worth of props, which is great so that we could put that into like the photography or, um, you know, maybe some a little more buying, but that, that was a really wonderful campaign in that, um, about a month after we launched, uh, we got an email from Crime Stoppers saying that they had uh, rescued a woman and the person who had called it in had been to our website and, and look, had looked at the signs, um, for what a human trafficking could look like, uh, so that was that was an amazing feeling of of like wow, like this this works, and it was such a collaborative effort from so many people, and people donated a lot of their time and talents to to make that happen. And I was really excited. My mentor and and senior producer at the time, Julia Morris, really helped and guided me through that campaign, which I'm very grateful for. Just to divert a little bit, and could we talk about like? What are the challenges of working with tight budgets or like what's the most important skill to have as a producer? Like, could you just tell us a little more on that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, being nimble can be really important. And I think one of the, the best lessons or yeah, probably one of the best lessons that I learned from that was um, if you have an idea and you have a concept that you really believe in, like you'll make it happen. And it's helpful just to step back. And if you think, 
you know, I'll use our, our props, for example, like, yes, you can go in and buy expensive props, but okay, you don't have the budget to do that. What are three different ways that you can accomplish this? Can you borrow things? Can you ask a favor from a set designer or can you use a Marshalls or winners or figure out what a return policy is for a place? I think it's, it's important just to take a step back um, sometimes from a problem, especially if it's around money and figure out, okay, like we can't go down this avenue because we don't have the budget to afford it. But I guarantee you there's three or four other ways that you can look at it. And I think that's a great time to use um, like maybe the more senior people at your agency or some of your mentors to explain the situation that you're in, because I guarantee you someone has, has gone through the same thing and they've, you know, they know someone who that, that who you can call or um, they they themselves will have a really wonderful answer to, to give you. So in, in that situation, it's great to be nimble and, and take a step back and evaluate everything and see what different solutions you have. There's never just one. Um, and then asking questions and, and being open and honest with, with the situation that you're in. No, just, just as a little question, could you tell us like what's unique about the advertising industry and where would like to see yourself in the next, next couple of years, like as a long-term goal, like what's the future steps for Audrey in, in, in the advertising field? Oh my gosh, putting me on the spot. Um, I think the wonderful thing about our industry is that there are so many incredible roles um, that you're, like I said before, you, you go to production side, you go to an agency and you realize like maybe you go to an agency and there's a, a huge design department and you're like, oh my gosh, like designing is, is, is becoming a passion of mine and you can evolve and grow into that, that role. Um, you know, being an executive producer has always kind of been my dream and, and my goal. I, I didn't know that I was going to end up on the director's rep sales side of things. I, I thought I was going to be a production coordinator, a, pr a producer, a senior producer, and then like head of, head of broadcast department. Yeah. You know, I thought, I thought that that was my path. Um, but I think you kind of have to go with the flow and see what speaks to you. I personally love my job right now. I love that I get to be creative. I love that I get to be collaborative. Um, I love that I get to see visions come to life and hear directors in their process and, and be a part of, of their journey is, is really exciting to me right now. But I, I'm still early on in my career and I think that there's a lot of really wonderful roles out there. Um, but right now i'm really really happy and excited to be where i'm at where every day is different like I, like literally every day is different there's not a single day that i can say that i copy pasted from the day before because there's always a new script coming in there's always a new campaign out um you know there's opportunity to to write pr there's opportunities to introduce um a creative to a director there's like it's always changing so i'm i'm still learning a lot every day so you know, as long as I'm still learning, I'm still really happy in my role right now. But we'll see. Life is long. <laughs> no, something like uh, we have to mention is like advertising is not a, a slow pace industry. It's like really fast and there's a lot of long days and there's always uh, something going on and it's really, really hectic. So how do you deal with those projects that a client comes to the and say like, hey, for tomorrow I need this spot done. Like how do you manage time when, when there is none? Like what's the most important thing to do or the most important skill to have when those situations come around? Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, um, advertising is a super fast paced environment where you're ha where you'll have uh, client asks coming in uh, last minute asking for something in in a couple hours. And I think, again, going back to being nimble, being brave to ask questions. Um, and uh, I think, you know, putting all the time and effort into practicing and polishing your craft will allow you 
uh, when those two hour deadlines come up that you'll know your process and you'll understand what needs, sorry, I snap. I don't know if the audio picked up, but that was snapping there. Um, you'll understand your process, your craft, and um, it'll become second nature to your first nature. Um, a tool that I try to use when it's like a really fast ask is like a pilot's checklist of what are the things that need to get done to accomplish this this ask and and sometimes take again taking a step back and writing it all out of what needs to be done to make it a success is is really helpful now i just have a little question is would you like to go on and start producing for film or just stay in advertising for like the rest of your career have you considered moving to to long format Really great question. I think that longer format films, TV shows are beautiful. I like it's such a it's such an amazing industry to be in, and I think they do incredible work. Um, but what I find really special about advertising is the ability to tell a story in thirty seconds and have someone have a reaction, whether that's a laugh, a cry, or a moment of self reflection. Um, so I'm kind of a sucker for the six second to two minute content. I, I think there's something so powerful about being able to tell a story in, in that span of time. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's amazing. Like, why am I crying? This, this was like 30 seconds out of my day. <laughs> now, just, just, we have to mention it is how did you adapt and how did the pandemic affect your workplace and your work workflow? Like, how did we come to creating ads with sets of 20 30 40 people to just you know uh, having disclaimers of this was shot pre-covid or like how how did this pandemic affect your work balance and, and your workplace and your workflow like how did everything came to be okay for sure um that's such a great question and i feel like i have a billion answers because this year has been really interesting i have like this whole excel sheet that's gone through sort of the phase of that was stock footage and then i think mcdonald's did a really beautiful job it was it was out of the states um where they had five different cinematographers go out to different locations um i think it was around the globe and and just filmed the mcdonald's lights turning on um which, which was really beautiful. It was just, it was just different from what we had like previously seen with a lot of the stock footage and they went and they made out, they made original content. And then we started seeing, you know, work that was more like live action, but the director was remote. And then now we're getting back into a lot of really wonderful production design. But I think in terms of last year, the, my favorite campaign that I saw was the Burberry um, singing in the rain. Uh, it was directed by Megaforce. Um, and it it was just i thought that they did a really beautiful job with the choreography with integrating vfx in this really special way and um even the behind the scenes on technically how how they shot it i thought was really beautiful um but uh, my list of favorite campaigns could go on so i'll stop myself there or else we'll be here for a week <laughs> no as a side question like is there any director that you love to work with like somebody that you haven't worked with and say yes this person needs to come and i have to produce them like i have to make their idea come through oh my gosh uh well alma harrell um she is amazing and i i plug her name in because she is just a wonderful advocate for women and and bipoc um workers in the film industry so whether you're an editor or a director or a cinematographer she's created um, a program called free the work and it's just an incredible organization where we are wanting to bring light to to female and bipoc filmmakers in the industry so 
Um, she just did Honey Boy with Shia LaBeouf. Um, and I think she just is such an incredible storyteller and also just an amazing female example of, uh, she's just incredible um, as a filmmaker, as a human being, as someone who's trying to make our industry more inclusive, which is, is so important. Um, so I would love to work with, I think she's, you know, just going to be doing feature films. She has a show coming out on Apple TV. Um, so may, maybe, you know, knock on wood, uh, we represent her at Cineva for, for commercials, but she's kind of created this amazing, amazing world. Um, but I would love, I'd love to be on set with her, even just to visit set for half an hour, just to watch her work. I think that would be an incredible experience. Just to keep elaborating on this idea, like how do you feel advertising is shaping culture? Like there is a lot of moments that are coming through these past years and these past decade like how do you feel we as advertising professionals have a role in it absolutely i think like diversity and inclusion in our storytelling is so important like i said before we get to have a huge impact on culture and how people see each other um, and see themselves um, as well so you have you know advertisers like dove who do a really beautiful job on inclusivity and you know changing what we define beauty as um, I think it's really wonderful as like a director's rep, I get to, um, I like, I guess this past year, I think it's been a huge reflecting time for people in our industry on, on how we can do better and, and how we can do more. So in terms of like the content that I've been trying to watch, I've been trying to understand, uh, what inclusivity looks like, um, and how we can advocate for more on-screen talent, but also behind the camera talent, um, of who, who's the cinematographer on this, who's the director on this and, and what inclusion and diversity are they bringing to the table? So, uh, watching documentaries like Crip Camp, um, was a huge eye-opener on advocacy for, for disabled people in, in New York and the world. Um, and Can Lines this past week, there was Dove uh, sponsored this talk for widening the screen. And so they had, uh, black filmmakers, they had, uh, BIPOC filmmakers talking about what inclusivity on the screen looks like. And I think it's really important for us um, as creatives to be aware of what is, is being presented to us and how we can learn more and how diversity and inclusion um, can change the world. And we can really have such a huge impact on, on what's being told. And it's important to have substance to what you're saying. Like I think doing doing research and diving into who who are the filmmakers that are making a difference, what kind of stories are we looking to tell and who is making your content? Um, was it a female filmmaker who was doing a women's day commercial? You know, understanding and looking at at who's creating what and how you can be an advocate at, at an agency side, you know, asking for female director reels or or BIPOC reels and 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 standing by that and and knowing that we all get to have a say of what is coming to the screen and we all get to make a difference, which is such an exceptional place to be and also like a position of power that um, I think we as an industry use really wisely and and we're going to get to such an incredible place for inclusion and diversity both on and off the screen. And Audrey, just, just you know, you, you have uh, such a busy life and such a busy schedule. Like, could you give us an advice on how to manage time and how do you manage, you know, uh, like, yeah, the work balance and all of that. Like, how do you man be successful and not failing in your career? So, <laughs> like, how to manage time so. or how to manage um, every everything? Everything? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a heavy. We're going for the heavy hitter questions. This is wonderful. Um, yeah, I think 
heading into advertising is one of the most exciting um, times in, in your career, especially coming right out of school because you're just a sponge. And I hope that you continue to be a sponge as as you evolve in your career, because, you know, the more you learn, just the better you'll feel about what you're doing and, and what you bring to the table. But in terms of like finding balance, you know, I I will admit this this past year has been really hard on the on on my mental health and trying to figure out um you know how to how to close the laptop at six o'clock when your home has literally become your office um it's it's hard to to walk away from your laptop when you're like oh well i can write this email and then you're working till eight o'clock but you don't really realize because there's not that separation so um i think this past year has has definitely taken a toll on everyone in terms of how they have their work-life balance because their work is now their home and their home is their work and everything is just is just together in in one place, but I think heading into the industry right now, you are going to have access to so many smart people that I think will be really great mentors, really great people to turn to when you know you're feeling burnt out and understanding what your limits are and being able to take a step back and 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 recharge so that you can come in um, stronger and better than ever. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like it's so exciting. I'm so excited for you guys. It's, it's such an exciting time to graduate um, and to have accomplished four years of, of school where I know there will be all nighters pulled and, and confusing projects and, and, and trying to hone in on your skills and what you're good at and figuring out, you know, what you're going to bring to the world of advertising. It's, it's really a wonderful moment in time. And unfortunately the pandemic has taken a bit of that excitement away, but I don't think it's any less wonderful that, that you get to start your careers in, in the advertising industry super soon. Now we're such a dynamic industry, like where it's always adapting and, and improving and changing and evolving. Could you just, you know, too deep into, into the title of the episode, like how does storytelling play a role in advertising and how did that shift come to be and just could you also give us some advice like now that we're coming into the professional work life like what's to what to expect and you know absolutely all of that yeah. um i think storytelling has the power to change the world and advertising plays a huge role in that um and storytelling should be treated with a lot of care and it's the most wonderful thing that you can do. I feel like I've used that word so much. Can you please sub out wonderful with another cool word <laughs> uh, in, in your edit session? I'm like, oh, it's so wonderful. But I, tru I truly believe that advertising makes me excited. Storytelling makes me so happy. And I'm thrilled that we're able to, to work in an industry where we can, can bring that to life. Um, again, I'll, maybe more buzzwords that you can replace my, my wonderful with. Um, but I'm super excited for you guys to be graduating. It's a wonderful industry that you're heading into that will make you a better human being. That'll make you a better teammate, a better collaborator. Uh, and it's just an exciting time to be entering the industry. So congratulations. Well, thank you, Audrey, for all those awards and we really appreciate it. But as in all details, this has to come to an end as well. So we really thank you for your time. Is there anything that you want to close with that you want to give advice to the students listening and or the people listening? Like, what could you tell us like the one thing key message to take away from this episode? What would it be? Oh my gosh, please do. If I can like leave you with any piece of advice other than my buzzword wonderful, it's that reaching out to people and reaching out to people with, with substance. I think it's very easy to just add someone on LinkedIn, but 
I think they're again storytelling. Why are you reaching out to me? Who who are you? Tell me your story. Are you an art director, or did you see a commercial that you really liked and you wanted to pick my brain on it? Why? Give me a reason to to engage and understand who you are and how I can help you. Um, with any like, I'm always happy to answer questions. Um, I'm happy to grab a coffee. I'm happy to do a virtual Zoom date and and give any sort of guidance that I can from my from my bubble. Um, so yeah, please always reach out, always network. I'm very happy to to be connected. Well, guys, that was a big idea. The third episode, Tell Me a Story with Audrey Liskaukas. Thank you very much for your time. We hope to see you soon for the next episode. Please stay tuned for the next couple of minutes and enjoy. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.